Welcome to the West Virginia Writers Podcast, a service of West Virginia Writers Incorporated, the Mountain State's largest all-volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to writers. Established and incorporated in 1977, West Virginia Writers continues to support writers and writing statewide through program sponsorship, an annual writing contest, and an annual Summer Writers Conference. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the organization, its members, and events, as well as writers throughout Appalachia and beyond. And now, broadcasting from atop a hill in Mercer County, here is your host, El Presidente, Emeritus. Thank you, Gertrude and Ola listeners. I'm your host, Eric Fritzhughes, welcoming you to Episode 32 of the West Virginia Writers Podcast, otherwise known as Conference Cast Number 2. As of today, we are three weeks away from the 2010 West Virginia Writers Summer Conference. That's going to be running June 11th through the 13th at Cedar Lakes Conference Center in Ripley, West Virginia. That being the case, I thought it was high time we spoke again with the organizer of the conference, West Virginia Writers President Terry McNemer. Terry, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good to be back on the airwaves of West Virginia Writers. Now, we're calling this episode uh, the Conference Cast 2 because it's our second official conference podcast of the season. The first one we did pretty much laid out the list of presenters who will be attending the conference this year and covered some of the things that they're going to have as topics for their workshops. Plus, we covered Saturday Night Entertainment with Pops Walker and some of the mechanics of the conference itself. Uh, that's not what we're going to cover here today. Instead, I thought we should give our listeners an update on the conference, including some of the recent additions and subtractions we've had among the presenting staff. There have been some unexpected changes, no? Yes, major major changes. Who do you want to start with? Well, let's start with one of the major names. He was a presenter twice before at the summer conference, and I was very much looking forward to seeing him this year, and am sad to hear he's not able to come, Mr. Lee Maynard. Yeah, Lee, Lee had a family crisis and he had to cancel and he sent me a note the other day and he said he sends his love to everyone in West Virginia and of course we wish the best for him and, and his family. Uh, stepping into his place graciously, um, two presenters, one's, a, one's an update and one uh, one decided to step into one of Lee's slots is, is Gretchen Moran Laskus. Uh, Premier Appalachian writer and and uh, and a friend of West Virginia writers. Yes, she's the author of The Miner's Daughter and The Midwife's Tale, both of which were New York Times bestsellers. Gretchen's Gretchen's going to step in. Of course, she's she was already planning to be on the the Appalachian panel discussion, so you know it was just a gracious move on her part to help fill Lee's slot. And looking forward to her class. As always. As am I. I attended two of her workshops in 2008, and as I understand it, she's the one she's doing this year is called Lost in Translation, which will be a discussion-based workshop teaching people how to write for folks who don't share our mountain heritage. And from what I understand, her idea behind this is not only to share our mountain heritage with people unfamiliar with it, but also to do, do so not catering to stereotypes in the process. It seems like it would be a good workshop for more recent transplants to the state like myself. I mean, I've only been here for about nine years now, and there are volumes of things I don't know about Appalachian heritage and culture. It covers both sides of the coin. It, it, it'll, it'll teach those who don't know more about the culture and, and, and teach those of us who've lived here all of our lives a, a way to present it that 
is more palatable to the to the general public of the whole United States and not just not just Appalachia. I'm sure a lot of these themes are going to be echoed not only in Gretchen's workshop, but also the big Appalachian writing panel she's participating in on Saturday as well. Yes, yes, it's going to be a strong Appalachian weekend with the Appalachian discussion panel and the classes. And those people on the discussion panel will be at the conference all weekend, so, you know, they're very approachable, so... I, uh, I look forward to that. Now, please tell us about the other presenter who's here to help fill Lee Maynard's workshop slots. Uh, the other slot is going to be filled by Kelly Mortimer. Kelly's uh, a literary agent. She owns Mortimer Literary Agency in California, and she's going to teach a class on uh, the the why we don't use the passive voice. And, you know, that's when you send a a sampling of your writing to an agent, if they see passive voice, it usually gets dropped immediately because it's just not very popular in this day and age. And Kelly's going to brush up on that. Plus, she'll be at the uh, agent's forum first thing Saturday morning. And I've just got a sampling of talking to her and Christine Whitbone together. And the energy level rises quite a bit when those two... uh, Meet together, so it's going to be it's going to be a fun forum with you know of course with Caitlin Adair and Peter Lynch as well. Which brings us naturally to the topic of the pitch sessions. When we did our first conference cast, we alluded yes. to the fact that we had more information on how to sign up for those on the way, and that information has now been posted to our website. So how about let's give us an overview of just what that is going to entail? We are actively taking reservations right now for. For pitch sessions with Peter Lynch, Christine Whitbone, and Kelly Mortimer. The deal with Kaylin Adair, the, she's a editor from Candlewick Press, uh, you know, and they usually specialize in children's writing and YA writing and, and mid-level. And if you attend Kaylin's classes, you automatically have a 90-day window, 90-day windows to submit an entire manuscript to Candlewick Press. And they are not taking submissions right now. So this is this is kind of a, a nice gift from her to the group. And the information on how to become involved in the pitch sessions is on our very website, wvwriters.org, and then choose the conference page, and it is there listed prominently. Basically, though, it just entails an email to former board member Rhonda White. Yes, just send a just send a brief email to Rhonda and uh, requesting uh, pitch with and specify which agent and and you you can pitch all three or you can pitch multiply you know different projects it you know it just it just costs you ten dollars each time you know it just and then even at that it's it's an unheard of deal you know it's it's tough enough to get a, an agent's attention let alone to have their undivided attention for for the low cost of ten dollars. We have success stories from last year, so by all means, this is this is a win-win situation. You know, this is an opportunity not to pass up, and there are still sessions open. Go ahead and reserve your pitch. Now, the other major alteration to our presenters list this year is Rick Campbell. Yeah, Rick. Rick also had a family crisis and had to cancel, and and uh, that also turned into a a nice. Uh, change for the conference i i uh, we have two people who are stepping in in rick's place the first person i i actively sought was uh, 
a man who was uh, a West Virginia native, and he's lived several places. He's been to several West Virginia writers' conferences in the in the distant past, and uh, he's, he's published everywhere in the country. He's won several major awards for his poetry and for his playwriting. He's a 2000 recipient of the Martin Luther King Living the Dream Award by the West Virginia Governor Awards Committee in 2004. He was included into the literary map of West Virginia, and his name is Norman Jordan. We're just thrilled to see Norman come aboard. Norman will be on the uh, Appalachian panel discussion. He's joining that team, and he'll be he'll be doing a, uh, a reading discussion type class. Rick's other slot will be filled by uh, Donna Long. Donna Long is the editor of Kestrel Literary Magazine at Fairmont State University. She's a powerful editor and a powerful poet. I've been reading some of her poetry on Facebook and online, and and she teaches at Fairmont State. And she's and and Kestrel took a took a nice turn when when Donna came aboard. I've I've been to several of their uh, readings, and uh, she was she's also donated several of the, the Kestrel magazines for our goodie bags. And you know, she's just a nice lady, and happy, and she's she's thrilled that she took this slot, the Friday evening slot for Rick. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think we lost a couple great people, and of course, you know, they'll, they both promised, uh, they both gave rain checks, and they'll be back when they can, and uh, we also picked up four really neat people. We also have a little more news on the entertainment portion of the conference this year. I believe in conference cast number one, we mentioned that Pops Walker was returning to the stages in the assembly hall, and that's always a good thing to note, but he's also bringing with him a young lady named Kippen Martin, who he says is going to metaphorically kick our ass with her musical stylings. But we didn't mention what exactly is happening on Friday night of the conference entertainment. And we can now reveal that that's going to be called a Ripley Home Companion. Yes, it's going to be an evening in the style of Garrison Keillor's A Prairie Home Companion. And we're not actually calling it a parody. It's more of an homage to A Prairie Home Companion. Or, to be a little more literal with it, it's kind of a thinly veiled framing sequence atop which essentially a variety show is going to be staged. A little bit of music and a little bit of humor, a little bit of uh, drama. <laughs> it just it'll just keep rolling, and I think it'll be a, a great fun. I guess I'll be playing the role of Garrison Keeler for the evening, but you're going to be participating with some humorous material. We have uh, a young lady who was on our stages in 2007, Kathleen Coffey, is returning to grace us with song, and she has a new CD in the works. Our second vice president, Susan Nicholas, will also be participating with some uh, children's material. That's what she tends to specialize in. One of the more memorable people from our Mother's Day podcast, Diane Tarantini, is going to bring her uh, essays to the stage. Mm -hmm. And we also have, among other people, uh, Granny Sue Holstein, a former podcast guest and famed statewide storyteller and uh, singer, is going to be there. And actually, we have a couple of slots left open in the evening in case there are any people that are in our listening audience who might have some talent they'd like to share with the group. Sure. If you have, if you have an entertaining piece or an entertaining bit, by all means, uh, give us a call. We'll be, we'll be happy to let you audition. 
Now, we've talked in the past about some of the more intangible benefits of the conference, like knowledge gained or skills strengthened, but one of the more tangible things that people might not be considering is the opportunity to sleep in a nice soft bed. And the last I heard, all the rooms at Cedar Lakes were pretty much filled up. Do we have an update on that situation? Yeah, the, gen- the, the, the main rooms, they, they are now in the process of converting dorm rooms into motel-style rooms. And then, you know, they, they just charge you a motel rate, you know, was 45 or something like that for that room. For those, you know, so you end up with a private room, but it's, you know, it's in the, the dorm area, which is still a pretty nice building. And then there's overflow accommodations nearby in Ripley. In fact, I believe the local Quality Inn offers a special Cedar Lakes rate that is comparable to the prices charged by Cedar Lakes and then has some added bonuses. Yes. The, they, they offer, I think it's 70 a night, which includes breakfast, which, which makes it a, you know, a, a pretty good tie for, for Cedar Lakes. Yeah, it's, uh, and I've had several calls on that, so it, it looks like it's going to be a, a good crowd. And if our listeners would like to find contact information for some of these overflow hotels in the Ripley area, we have them conveniently gathered at our website on our conference page. So you just go to wvwriters.org, go to the conference page, and look down the center column, and there they'll be, with phone numbers, addresses, email, and what have you. And while you're there, you might also look at the registration forms that we have available on our website, because once again, registering for the conference is a two-part process, and even if you're not going to stay on Cedar Lake's campus, uh, you may want to have your meals there, and you would need to register with Cedar Lake so that they will have those ready for you. They have to have the exact numbers of people who are going to be dining with them so they'll know how much food to prepare, and they need those numbers as early as possible. So... Open up the Cedar Lakes form and take a look at that and choose which meals you'd like. And also be sure for the uh, awards banquet to choose which of the two meal options you would prefer for that in case you're going to attend the awards banquet, either the stuffed chicken or the baked steak, because they do need to know exact numbers on that as well. And speaking of the banquet, I feel like we've got our segues down for this show. Everything is, and speaking of, leading right into the next thing. I guess that's how you do it. Uh, speaking of the banquet this year, we're doing things a little bit differently with the awards ceremony and how the winners shall be presented to one and all. Indeed we have. For those of you unfamiliar with West Virginia Writers, one of the two major things we do each year is an annual writing contest, which runs from January through the end of March. And we choose the Saturday evening at our conference each year to announce the winners at an awards banquet. Now, in the years past, only the people at the banquet got the immediate word on who the winners of the contest were. And they might choose to cell phone their friends afterward and let them know in case one of them won. But basically, everybody else had to wait until either late Sunday night or early Monday morning in order to find out who the winners were when we posted them on our website. Or if they weren't, you know, net capable, they had to wait to be notified by snail mail days later. Well, this year, we're trying something a little bit new. We've been operating a Twitter account for the past year. And so our plan is, at this point, since Cedar Lakes is wireless capable now, we're going to tweet the winners as they are announced from the banquet. 
So people at home, if they're unable to attend the conference, will be able to find out the winners almost in real time simply by visiting our Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash wvwriters. And you can find the link to that very site on our own website. Once again, wvwriters.org. And click on the Twitter button in the sidebar, and you'll see it right there. That's what we'll be doing on the Saturday night of the conference from, I believe, 7 until whenever that thing wraps up, usually before 9 o'clock. That will be just almost as much fun as being there. Now, now, I already said there was going to be baked chicken, so we know that's not true. Terry, before we wrap things up, is there anything else about the conference you want our listeners to know about? Well, I, I, I really encourage everyone to who, who has a project to pitch an, an agent or an editor if they can. Uh, this, this opportunity doesn't come every year. You know, those of us who've been around a while know this very well. You know, with with a little bit of extra grant money this year, we were able to you know create a pretty good lineup of editors and agents, and and uh, I just I just encourage everyone to take advantage of this opportunity. I did it last year strictly for the experience of having done it. Uh, I didn't even have a finished project there to pitch, but I did have something I'd been working on for a while that I thought might turn into one, and so I just wanted the experience of pitching that before somebody like Peter Lynch from Sourcebooks. The thing about this is, uh, you do get a instructions on how to do this at the conference. Uh, Christine Witton gave a class last year in the morning on Saturday on exactly how to prepare your pitch, and she told you how to go step-by-step step and have your platform there, and it was a wonderful class and very enlightening. And I got a tremendous amount out of it as far as being able to put mine together and feel confident about it. Now, I say that to say this. Next week on the show, by the grace of God and the long-handled spoon, we're going to have Christine Whithan herself to give a podcast version of that very class so that people can go into the conference with that knowledge under their belt as far as how to put a pitch together. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's going to teach that class again, back to my popular demand, actually. Um, and she's also, you know, you know, right after lunch, she's going to do a session with one of the ladies that she signed with from our conference last year. Uh, Sheila Redling is very near getting her book uh, published through BookSense and Christine, and um, they're going to do a one-on-one -on -one session just, you know, just to kind of show our members the interaction between you know, agent and, and author. And new listeners can also check out details of that very meeting in episode 27 of this podcast with our interview with Sheila Redling. Well, Terry, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We're looking at three weeks away until the conference begins. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to seeing you and everyone else out there in podcast land. It's going to be great. For those of you who've never been to a West Virginia Writers Summer Conference before, we do invite you to check out podcast episodes 3 and 11. In them, current advisor and former board member Rhonda White and I discuss our memories of conferences past and then of the 2009 conference itself. This will give you a good idea of what to expect this year. We've also added our traditional summer conference attendee checklist and the guidelines for new attendees documents to our conference website, wvwriters.org slash conference.html. If you'd like to be a part of Friday Night's Entertainment this year, also drop me a line at wvwpodcast at gmail.com. Our opening voiceover was provided by Marcus Vowell. Our show's theme music is used with permission by its composer, Pops Walker. 
This podcast is a production of Mr. Herman's Production Company Limited and was recorded atop a hill in Mercer County.